Welcome to People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose. People of Purpose is a podcast of inspiring people whose stories help you see things differently, live with intentionality, elevate the way you participate in the world, and take the necessary leaps in your life to seek and find your passions. Come with us and develop the courage to wholeheartedly pursue your purpose and unleash your truest potential. So I believe that purpose is something that lives inside of us, you know, for my belief is eternity. Fear, the fear of uncertainty is the greatest fear of all. There is nothing underneath fear of uncertainty. Your soul is always calling you, always nudging you, always pushing you, always bringing you opportunities. Hollywood's moved her bravado Texas roots to the West in her mid-20s where she landed in Colorado. In the second half of life, she traversed the rugged peaks and wide valleys of the Rocky Mountains as she journeyed through the rocky contours of her own life. Never undaunted, she sought refuge in the wilderness of the outdoors as she healed her childhood wounds from the inside out. Now, she's in what she calls her third half of life, a calling where she's been pulled to the San Francisco Bay in California. There, she's grown into a more expansive version of herself in the sanctuaries of the redwood line foothills and the vastness of this Pacific Ocean. Over the course of her 20-plus careers and 30-plus years as a master coach and scientist of human and organizational development, Holly has uncovered just a few things about how to live into our greatest potential as humans. In addition to her number one best-selling book, The Golden Thread, she has a tried-and-true purpose-to-impact roadmap that almost guarantees people like you can uncover and unleash your purpose and build a career or business around that. Holly's purpose is to help you manifest your own big, hairy, audacious goals in this life so you too can have more impact. Getting to interview Hollywoods was such a fantastic experience. She has such a light, delightful way of speaking. She can project these long 10-year visions, 10,000-foot views, and articulate them in a way that's grounded and relevant to today. I think that what she's talking about is really at the core of what's badly needed in the world to be able to find that golden thread that's kind of existed throughout all the stages of your life, that thing that makes you come alive and brings you to a greater awareness of why you're here and what impact it is you were designed uniquely to contribute. The questions that she asks in here, the statements and the stories that she shares, I know will impact your ability to see more clearly what your purpose is. She's working on so many projects with communities and businesses and purpose-driven innovators that I know that she's becoming a mentor for me and I hope that she can become a mentor for you. Definitely grab her book after this interview and get started working with Holly because she is she's going to be a very helpful guide um, in a lot of people's journey to seek and find their purpose. So with that, I hope that you enjoyed today's episode with today's person of purpose, Holly Woods. Hello, Holly Woods, and welcome to the People of Purpose podcast. So wonderful to have you here this morning. Thank you so much. I'm so delighted to be here. So we've, we've connected in a very serendipitous way through a, a connection to a connection to a connection. Um, mostly some past guests on the podcast, Wendy May and Don Horter, and soon-to-be guest Alexander Keenan. Um, you're part of, uh, you're on an advisory board or advisory role for the Gaia Network. Um, and you're doing work that is 
definitely aligned with my 10-year vision. Um, so I see you as an, as an upcoming mentor in my life, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, thank you for being here. I really appreciate your presence today. Thank you for the work you're doing in the world as well. I'm, I'm delighted to know you and, um, and be of support however I can. Cool. Thank you for that. So I wanted to first maybe talk about your purpose statement. It was very um, impressive to me how nuanced and subtle and original and specific it kind of is. Um, so you said your purpose statement was pivoting to your greatest expression to have more impact when the world needs you most. How did this, how did this get developed and what is this? Like, how do you put this into, into your own words? What is, what does this statement mean to you? So, you know, it's not the purpose statement I would necessarily share as, you know, this is my purpose in the world, but this is, and this is my latest expression. Um, so I believe that purpose is something that lives inside of us, you know, for, I, I, my belief is eternity. So it's not even for a lifetime. It's like, this is what my purpose is here to, my soul is here to do. Um, and, and at this time in sort of the trajectory of humanity, as we're evolving to the next stage, my role really is to take us to that next place, which requires us to pivot to a new version of us um, that is more fulfilled, more expressed, more available, making a greater contribution so that we can have more impact than we've been having in our very constrained and stilted way, you know, living in the status quo of, of the expectations of society, which are now being completely upended, right? The world is just, you know, we're, we're now like the world is on its head. <laughs> And we're like, okay, where our legs are flailing and uh, what do we do now? And so I'm, I, I've been doing this for a while. So this is not a new role for me. I help people pivot to their, their next great expression, whether that's, you know, finally I'm ready to have more meaning and purpose that I want to do the thing I'm here to do. Or sometimes it's, I've been living purpose and now I know there's something even greater that's being called forth in me and needs to be birthed. So and, and some people like, what are you talking about? I have no clue. <laughs> like, what is purpose and how do I do that? So I work with a range of people, but mostly they're entrepreneurs and innovators and visionaries who, who do see that they're here to do something and they may not know it, what exactly it is, or they may know it, but it needs to be refined because they need to grow themselves. Um, so my knowing is that the world now more than ever needs us all to be fully expressed and making our greatest contribution because now's the time, like right now here in this moment, it's time for us to all do this. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're listening to this podcast in 2022 or, or something and the world looks very different, we are in August of, of coronavirus uh, time peak of coronavirus in August, Why, 2020 the world will look very different in 2022. Let's pray for that. Yep. Um, so I love what you're talking about here. I, I, <laughs> I really agree with what you're saying here about how we all have a much more fully expressed version of ourselves. I, I, I tend to call this like potential, um, like unmanifested potential or infinite potential, um, something like this. And you, you're talking about how we need to get to the next stage that our impact could be greater. What is your role in all of this? I heard before, before we talked that you said, I'm a manifester. What does that mean and how does that kind of help people become fully expressed in, in purpose? 
there were like three or four questions in there, so I'll try to <laughs> navigate. Um, so my role is to help these people I work with. And again, they're you know typically entrepreneurs and innovators, people who have something inside of them that they know like it's just dying to get out. Um, you know, and it, they may not have a clue what it is, but there's something inside that's burning for them or they have a vision of something that needs to be brought in. Because I'm a manifester, you know, and there's several lenses I use, human design and my energy work, I'm a manifester in different ways. And I've built a lot of stuff in my life, this lifetime, actually many lifetimes. And I had no idea why that was the case, but I just build things like naturally. So it comes naturally to me to help people identify that thing in them and then help them build that in their life to be of their greatest contribution. Um, so my role is to actually help clarify that deep, nuanced, one-of-a-kind, unique soul purpose that each of us is. So I believe that each of this, you know, we are the only ones on the planet at this time who can truly actualize the purpose that we came in with. So our soul brought us here. This is its expression. It needs to be birthed in a manifest form. So not just, I am, you know, I have a purpose, wonderful, beautiful, I know who I am. Like, no, let's, let's actually bring that into an embodied expression in your life, in the world, creating something that can contribute to the whole of humanity. So my belief is that purpose is not, it's not just the essence that we live with, it's actually also intended to be of service to the world. So we came to do something that makes a difference in the whole tapestry of humanity. And when we are not expressing that, when we're not really making that contribution, we are not fulfilled internally and we're not fulfilling our soul contract that came to express that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I like that you talk about it's not just the essence of kind of how we live. It's also like this this calling we have to be of service and to contribute some some level of impact. Where is it that you think the world is kind of really hurting right now or what's kind of missing in the world that, that needs impact from purpose, like fully engaged, purposeful people? Well, that's a big question. Um, I, I believe the world is hurting because most of us are not actually living our most intentional and purposeful lives. As you described, um, we, are, we are impotent at this point, so many of us. I, if I were to you know, sort of big picture. I'm, I'm also an anthropologist and I, I am looking at, you know, the world and humanity and probably 10% of us are living purposeful lives. And my, you know, if I were to use a metaphor, I, and we'll talk about my book, The Golden Thread, but I believe we each have a golden thread that we came to express. And when we fully express that, we're making our unique contribution. And when we don't make that contribution, the tapestry of humanity is frayed. So if you were to think about, you know, the nearly 8 billion people on the planet and this tapestry with all of us lined up in a, you know, as a thread, there's very few of us that are actually holding that thread, that tapestry up. And so it's very frayed. It's very fragile. And the more and the more, the more of us who are really aligned with and living that greatest expression 
then we can begin to hold up, you know, it's kind of like the grid, you know, we, we think about a, um, you know, the crystalline grid that sort of lives in the cosmos and the, the version of it here on the planet is that we are designed as, you know, sourced beings to come express ourselves in very individuated and unique ways. And we're not doing our part to actually hold up that grid that's a part of the larger tapestry. So it's all holographic. You know, if I am not literally holding up my thread, I'm actually weighing us down as humanity. So, you know, I could we could talk about climate, we could talk about social justice, we could talk about human potential, we could talk about economic systems. I mean, it's it's all it's all integrated. And when I'm not like literally expressing myself, I'm pulling it all down. Um, that's a big picture kind of. So, yeah, I want to kind of, so right now what you're talking about is obviously relatable to me because I live and breathe this kind of world, at least for the last several years I have been. Um, I want to kind of make you a relatable person. Like what was life like before your book, before your PhD, before you were living fully aligned to purpose? What were some of those blind spots that you had around purpose that kind of prevented you from, from being fully engaged and aligned to your sense of purpose early on? So I'll try to do this in a nutshell version. Um, my life's been very complex and challenging. I, as a young child, I heard voices. You know, we talked about I had, I do have psychic capacity, and I don't know. I possibly came in awake. I'm not going to suggest that's true, but I had access and connection very early to spirit, and I heard voices that said, "You know, you're here to do something important." And I, what, <laughs> who are you and why are you telling me this? And I have no idea what that means. Um, so I had a very challenging childhood, um, fair amount of abuse and neglect. And it led to a very challenging adolescence and young adulthood. And during that time, you know, 30 odd years or so, I experienced a lot of depression and suicidal ideation um, while living a functional life but I wanted to leave. I didn't want to stay on the planet. And I kept hearing this voice that said, you're here to do something important. And I just kept saying, okay, well, show me. <laughs> like, I'm looking for it, but I'm not finding it. And so because I was fairly intent on figuring out what this voice was trying to tell me, I, I had this very circuitous journey and I would try career after career after career. I have four college degrees. I have umpteen careers. I mean, literally, you know, close to 30. Um, and each of those experiences got me closer to what I'm here to do. And so part of that journey was also my weaving of, okay, what is this limitation? What is this shadow about me that is preventing me from living my purpose? Um, the, the fundamental facets of my purpose are to speak powerful truths, to shine love on the shadow, to liberate soul's potential and reunite love and power. Those are the elements of my purpose that bring me into the world to help others find their purpose. So you talked about the shadow. One of the, one of the very early forms of shadow that I experienced was how I spoke powerful truths. And as a young child, I realized I have a very powerful voice and a very powerful presence, but I don't always use it well and I began standing up to the abusive, you know, power structures in my life, in my childhood, 
Um, and in, in my case, it was my mother. And I started standing up to her very early. So I learned, oh, I have this power actually to take care of myself and take care of other people. Um, but I didn't use that well. And so it, it was very, I was very ineffective at speaking truth at a, at a young age. And it was something I had to deal with over over and over and over again until I learned to do it better. So there were many forms of shadow in my life. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, was there some sort of, how did you find that guidance that you needed? Was it just through kind of prayer and, and communion with um, with this energy? Or was it like, uh, was there a mentor or a person or advisor that kind of came in your life? When did you kind of really start to shift into, into the light? So... Um, I've had a lot of mentors, mostly, uh, well, physical and non-physical. Um, I developed a lot of clarity about my connection to spirit, I'd say, in my 20s and, um, and 30s especially. So, you know, early, early adulthood, um, I became very connected. I, I developed a deep meditation practice. And started having this, you know, I, I sort of disassociated in childhood and adolescence and lost the connection and then came back to it as I became, again, embodied. Um, so we have to be embodied to be really connected to spirit. That's, you know, one thing that most people don't realize is that you can't actually be truly connected to spirit if you're not really living in a, in a, in a high level of embodiment. So I regained that embodiment, became connected to spirit again and started having conversations, <laughs> you know, like I have conversations with what you might call God or source um, routinely throughout the day now. And I also, I, I'm a voracious reader. So I read and read and read and read and read just anybody who had anything to say about how to be a spiritual being and to live from a place of authenticity and and to live into my potential. And, and I also studied, so I'm a, this strange mix of scientist, spiritual guide, uh, entrepreneur. So I studied human potential and ultimately worked my way to my doctorate in human development, organizational development. So it was this strange mix of, you know, learning from ascended masters, learning from worldly masters, studying the science of human potential. Mm -hmm. that's awesome these are like all really top of mind type of topics and it's cool to see that you have some expertise in each of these um yeah i mean i'm sure you've read kind of about uh like flow states and things of that nature like uh the book catching fire was a, is a big one for me i think in that type of space um and then there's uh you you made me think a lot about uh, abraham hicks have mm -hmm. you come across her work as well yeah, these were definitely big seminal kinds of uh, authors and texts for me when I was yeah. in my, my mid, mid early 20s. Yeah, Stealing Fire, uh, Jamie Wheel and his co-author are, you know, I follow yeah, them. Yeah, that's right, Stealing so Fire. A lot of my work really is about helping people understand and live their purpose. So not just define and have a purpose statement, but let's bring that into your body so that you are aligned with the source of spirit that wants to flow through you so your soul can express. And in that is the most organic, natural form of flow that one can experience. Um, I do love that 
you know, Jamie and many others are working to bring flow to people newly and there's a science behind it and, and this whole movement. And I experience that flow in that way is not as effective as flow living from purpose. So the most organic form of flow is when you have a purpose, you know it, you sense it in every aspect of your being, energetically, psychically, emotionally, somatically, you're living it in an embodied form of who you are and what you're intended to express. And then purpose comes into you and that's alignment. That's what I call alignment is when you're living your purposeful expression and it's deepest form and then source just flows through you and and the world aligns around you so all these synchronicities happen that feel like magic I mean literally magic just starts happening in your life so when I think about flow that's what I think about is not the you know I'm going to do these things and find myself in a state of flow for 30 minutes to an hour every day like well why wouldn't you do that all day long (laughs) yeah exactly Cool. And Joe Dispenza has been another person that's really impacted me a lot this year. I, I took a course with a group from Bali um, and I was doing the meditations and listening to his lectures. And he has a lot of science to this this work as well. It's just amazing to see that, like you mentioned, the synchronicities that start to take place when you're so aligned internally, the external world has to align to that. Yep. I think that's beautiful. Cool. Yeah. Well, if you're listening to our interview right now and you're you're getting something from this, uh, please pause right here and um, and stop and, and go and, and give a quick uh, five stars and review so that more people can come across people like Holly um, and the People of Purpose podcast. It's a wonderful way to kind of share what we're doing and um, yeah, in a way to kind of give back a little bit for just a minute of your time. We're not going anywhere, so go ahead and pause and you can come right back here. Cool. So thank you for that, Holly. That was like such a cool little story that, that you have there about how how you kind of came from this more shadowed, unembodied sense of purpose to now you're this activation coach and purpose manifester um, with four different degrees and all this sort of work. It's It's really cool. It's like my question about that is like, how did your unique expressions of purpose change with each of your unique identity roles along your journey? You know, that is a great question. Um, And I was also going to say, as you were speaking, that, you know, all of this journey hasn't been comfortable or pleasurable or anything I would imagine looked like purpose. So one of the things I talk about in my book, The Golden Thread, is that purpose sometimes looks like the opposite. (laughs) Like, you know, being on purpose doesn't necessarily look like, you know, rose-colored glasses and skipping in fields of daisies. It sometimes drags us through experiences that are, you know, feel painful if we're still in a victim mode. It it can feel kind of, you know, muck and marish that um, why am I having this experience that, you know, is making me face parts of myself that I don't really want to see. So my expressions as they evolved, and I'll I'll answer your question in a minute. I just want to sort of backdrop that um, some of those expressions require us to go through stages that don't necessarily feel good. And, and if we can view each stage as there's something here for me that's important so that I become more expressed, then we begin to welcome 
those things in life that are intended to help us evolve. Mm -hmm. So in my early expressions, um, I've been a coach for 35 plus years and my early expressions of purpose were, you know, among other things, I've been a coach of, uh, anyway, it's a long story. I've had so many careers, but I was trying to get back into my body because I had become disembodied because of the abuse. And then I started dealing with my PTSD of childhood. So I became a, so I, I was a wellness coach and then I became the, you know, the stress reduction coach. And then I became a, one of the careers I had was as a mediator and facilitator. So I became a conflict coach. And then I became a life coach because I began to understand, oh, this whole human potential thing. Now I get it. Okay. So I'm, I'm now helping people do life through life coaching. And then I like, oh, now I really understand the whole purpose thing. And so about 15 years ago, I like really committed myself to, all right, I am actually here to find that unique expression of me um, in its greatest form. And that's what I'm intending to do for others. You know, and along the way, I had this huge research career and studied many different forms of, of science related to human potential. Um, I built a lot of businesses. I worked in uh, profit and nonprofit businesses and corporations and helped build those things. I've done a lot of leadership training. Um, so I have a very unusual life. I don't think most people do two or three careers at one time. Um, and I've, I've been a faculty member at five different universities. I was intended to have all of these experiences to develop these capacities that let me work with many different kinds of people. I think, you know, as I look back at it, I was supposed to have this very rich multifaceted life so that I can work with people wherever they are and help them build their greatest expression. Um, you know, I don't, I don't expect that anybody lives the life I've had, either the dragging through the muck and the mire of it or the many expressions. Most people I know have somewhere between, you know, three and maybe eight expressions in a lifetime. And some of the resistance that we experience is that we create these fairly concrete identities early on based in our social context. And I mean, you, you know, I can stop there. We could, that could be a whole hour worth of conversation, right? <laughs> and I think that this is actually like a stage that, I mean, I, I don't ever know for sure where the audience is at or where the listener may be. I'm sure, you know, a certain sect of the listeners are very much more advanced, but I think this podcast was born out of this kind of desire is like, I had gone off out into the world, into these immersive spaces where there's a lot of, uh, of work and intentionality around activating purpose. Um, and I come back to Kansas where I'm from and, and people have never left, you know, the region of this, of the U S have never left the country. They have that nine to five, they got that safe degree. Um, so my big mission was like, how can I showcase people like yourself that have, um, that, that can kind of prod them to take those leaps of courage and faith to then contribute their greatest contribution. Um, and so this this whole like static personality idea is very, I think, central to the genesis of of where I think people may be finding themselves now and then you know how to get that get get unstuck from that. And that's kind of why I always ask about where you were beforehand, so that there's a relatability factor and we can kind of see what you did to to move yourself along. Cause 
it's about how to get your own path of purpose kind of moving. And, and I love that question and, and I'll approach it from a slightly different place because I'm, I'm so not normal um, and I don't expect anybody to have an experience like mine. But the, the impulse that comes through is it says there's something else, you know, there's something else beyond what I know right now. And I want to have a little more fulfillment and I, I want to do something different and make a contribution and impact others. When that arises, it naturally makes us uncomfortable because it means we have to step out of an identity that we've very carefully formed in most ways. You know, we've created a life around this structured identity and personality that we are. And to hear the voice that says there's something else like, wait a minute, you mean I have to step out of my comfort zone and put a toe onto the other side of that box or outside of that box and figure out, well, what is that? And what do I have to give up in order to take that step? And, and that is very challenging for most people. There's a lot of fear. The fear of uncertainty is the greatest fear of all. There is nothing underneath fear of uncertainty. So to be really clear, this is asking us to face our greatest fears, that we don't know what's on the other side. We don't know what's outside of that box. So I usually encourage people I work with, like, don't quit your day job. <laughs> you know, don't leave your relationship. Don't move. Let's just stand where you are and put your toe out there and begin to experience, well, what else is calling you? And let's have some what I call small, bold steps in a direction that will let you explore what that might be without leaving anything behind. You know, let's not disrupt your life. Let's not go create um, some whole new world for you or new life for you. Let's just stay here and explore one step at a time and see how that feels because that is the greatest awareness we can possibly have as we step into something new. Well, how does it feel right now? Does that feel good or not? And if not, then take a step back and try another direction. Yeah, this is that low risk pivot you're talking about. Right. So we don't have to take these huge pivots. So I, just to be clear, I did not do this well in most of my life. I, I was jumping off of cliffs and, you know, hurling myself into the future because I didn't know any better. And I didn't have guides and mentors to help me figure out how to do this. So I kept taking very high risk um, ventures into my future, which would mean I would, you know, like have these cataclysmic falls where I had to unearth a lot of shadow to get up again. But I don't, yeah. not what I encourage people to do. I actually, small, bold, low risk steps forward yeah. is, is probably the safest way and probably the most um, useful way to do it. Yeah. And it seems like with your analogy of the golden thread, uh, you risk when you're taking these higher risk things, you risk getting so disoriented that you've lost track of where the thread is and where you kind of came from because you're just like creating, it's like, I don't know, you're creating a new chapter, a new episode that's like really distinctly cut and dried different from the previous. And that would create some level of fragmentation inside, I would imagine, where you have a certain denial going on inside of who you used to be or where you came from. And then a radical acceptance of where you are currently versus having this synchronistic flow through it all that that kind of is able to go back into your your deepest source your holy spirit your soul whatever terminology people tend to use for that um is that is that correct is that how you think I about so it i loved how you just synthesized that that was so perfect exactly don't do it the way i did it <laughs> 
I now have a much better story about how we should do this. And our golden thread does, you know, live perfectly in our lives. It takes us where we need to go. Um, if you're paying attention and if you are listening with every quirk of your being, you know, and it's not just at a cellular level, every quirk in your being wants to move in the right direction. Your soul is always calling you, always nudging you, always pushing you, always bringing you opportunities. It's just that most of us don't listen because we're so shut down to those voices and those those messages that come in so freely. Like, like you know, the I often say that the if we were in a tug of war with the universe, we would win because the you know, the quantum field is always expanding and always abundant and wants to bring us opportunities to succeed. So life is available to us if we learn how to listen to it. Yeah, exactly. Life is available if we learn how to listen to it. So let's go back to that that place where you said, don't move, don't quit your job, don't get out of your relationship. What are some of those low risk pivots that allow you to listen to life more? That's a great question too. Um, so routinely, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm still pulled. Um, I'm still having, you know, new expressions emerge in my own life. And that's a fairly continual thing now that I've learned to listen to them. So you'll, um, there are so many ways that it happens. Um, synchronicities is a great example. When, when something happens in your life, you're like, whoa, where did that come from? That felt strong. And I, I'm drawn to that. And, and it sparks in you. It, it creates this aliveness or a vitality in you. And you find yourself getting excited about the possibility. And you might, if you're really embodied, you'll begin to feel the energy flow in you as you imagine something that is present. So to remember, if you can remember in childhood, um, you probably had some curiosities or passions or obsessions, even, you know, some of us, um, things that excited you as a kid. And every time you had the opportunity to do that, it was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I can't wait to do that. You know, you look forward to it. That level of enthusiasm for life, or in, I call it inspiration now because many people don't think about enthusiasm as an adult trait, but it really is. Um, when we are inspired to learn about something or to experience it or to explore it, when we're curious, when we have this just inner like delight, that is usually an indication, I need to do more of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so how can you bring more of that in your life? How can you find it as an avocation? How can you volunteer to do more of it? How can you, you know, where's a book that you can read about it or even a documentary or a movie? Um, where are the people who do more of that? You know, develop new friendships or new relationships. Reach out to people who may be involved in that thing, whether it's a profession or a hobby. Um, so really just put yourself in that scenario in life where there's more of that. And, you know, so look for those things in life that excite you, that bring you joy, that bring you energy. I, when I, you know, I, I'm a very dynamic, now enthused person, <laughs> ridiculously so. 
And when I began to experience this, this is part of what pulled me out of my depression and suicidal ideation. I began like, all right, well, what excites me? And I would, I would take long walks and look for the things that like gave me inspiration enough to pull me out of the hopeless experience I was having. And as I began to like, oh, that does. And this does, I began following those threads like, oh, this is where it lives in my life. So I'm going to go down that role, that road. And um, literally, it, it helped me want to be on the planet. Now, most people don't live in that state of despondency and despair. But, you know, even in our status quo lives, we're just sort of run of the mill, just walking through life. Look for those things that really excite you. Yeah, definitely. I want to echo everything you just said. That's, that's <laughs> fantastic. This is essentially what got me to go move to Thailand and what got me relationships in Thailand that mattered. And Or you hear this whisper of this opportunity and you want to learn about that and you just stay up too late and you're, you're reading about it online. And then now you have a book that came in and then you want to start a book club about that and it draws in awesome people. Like It's just these little things. It's nothing like you know, massive world changing stuff. You just got to say yes a little bit more to this, this feeling that's really kind of pulling you towards your destiny. And then the massive world changing stuff kind of comes after that into your life. And yeah. And then now you're at the level like you are where you're this, you know, you're one of the manifestors. You're the, you're the coach, you're the guru, you're the impact, um, you know, director, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's cool. Right. I'm definitely not a guru. Please don't use that title. I, um, okay. you know, because primarily because I am still on my path. Like I, you know, I've not arrived. I, right, and, right, in right. my mind, there is no end destination. And my job is literally to help all of us shift to the next version of us. And I don't ever intend to stop doing my work. I mean, you know, I had as much challenge during COVID as most, and you know, I grieved and let go of stuff. So there's constant. I'm constantly working on my own stuff as well. Um, so I I don't see myself as any different than the people I work with. Right, right. Because there's always something more that wants to be liberated and expressed. So it's liberate, express, liberate, express, over and over and over again. Right. And then you have this other dimension where you're helping other people liberate and express, liberate and express. Um, that's really awesome. I, I think that everyone has that that gift in them, or most people do, to be able to then take it beyond themselves and do it for with others, for others, with the community. So what actionable step are you going to take next? Do you have a lingering question or something you want help working through? Do you need support in doing what it's going to take to live your purpose? People of Purpose is here for you. Subscribe to the podcast and soak in the stories and words of our wonderful guests. Do you have any friends that might enjoy this episode or the podcast? Bring them on board as a podcast subscriber. If you want to actually see the guests behind the voices, as well as the purposeful people and communities I'm a part of around the world, follow the podcasting journey on Instagram at People of Purpose Podcast. You can connect with our purpose-seeking community on Facebook at People of Purpose by liking and following our page. Know the minute each new episode is published, hear first about upcoming People of Purpose opportunities, and receive regular tidbits of inspiration and media I'm purposely perusing, pursuing, and pondering. It's simply a regular dose of goodness, intentionally filtered by me, to nourish your personal path of purpose. For the ultimate engagement, join our intentional group Purpose Seekers from the Facebook page. 
Join in longer form discussions, link up with accountability partners, and share in opportunities and challenges to better know and grow in your purpose. Send me a direct message on either Facebook or Instagram if you want to talk privately and receive personalized guidance on how to raise your sales and write your ship. Come forth with your biggest dreams and aspirations, and I will do my best to connect you with the necessary resources and mentors from my network to start your trek along your personal path of purpose. Cheers, and here's to becoming 